Thank you for listening to the Following Films podcast. So you might hear the audio is a little bit off right now. I'm currently in an airport wearing a mask, recording this in a terminal. So if you hear some strange noises in the background, that's what's going on. Uh, today, my guest is Aaron Solomon. He's a writer for today's Esquire. I had him on to talk about his article, Toxic, the legal foundation of the Britney Spears conservatorship. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Christopher. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. How was your 4th of July weekend? It was good. Yours? It was really nice. Really nice. Um, got to hang out with the kids and actually hang out outside without a mask on for a little while. Go out. It was, uh, <laughs> it, it was some small things that I, I had taken for granted in years prior. And I don't think that'll Understood. happen again anytime soon. Yep. I'm with you. So then I, I'm glad I got a little bit of time to sit with this article and this story um, because it's something I wasn't overly familiar with. I had heard rumblings about this kind of the free Britney movement, things like that, but it's really Mm -hmm. something that's really removed from my radar, um, something I normally don't follow. But the, the idea, the way that we talk about and handle mental health in this country, I think is something that is a much larger issue and that speaks to something that is really systemic in this country. um, The way that we treat, um, all mental health issues and especially the way we treat them related to young women. Um, so I, I th- this is something that actually I became interested in very recently. So I'm glad I got to sit with this for a little while. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, some of the details people might not know about with this story as far as like what a conservatorship is? When does this normally come up? Because um, it's something I had never heard of really until the last couple of months. Sure. I mean, a conservatorship really can happen at any time, but generally it's when adults in somebody else's life, another adult's life, feel that they're not capable of taking care of themselves, of their physical well-being, their mental well-being. And certainly in the case of somebody famous, let's remember that the conservatorship for Britney Spears is 13 years old. So at the time of the conservatorship, she was arguably the most famous celebrity in the world. So a lot of times the conservatorship comes into place when people in this person's life feel that that person is not capable of taking care of their financial life. Interesting. Now, when this happened to her, what was the reasoning behind putting this um, in place? Was it, is it something that was, um, they felt like she was just going off the rails. She wasn't yes. able to handle it. Not just like a making impulsive poor decisions, but this has to be beyond just, you're not, you're, you're going to end up with a bad credit score. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, that's well said. It's much worse than that. They felt that she was incapable at that point of running her life, which if you look at this again, just from the best possible perspective at this point, the best scenario would have been her family trying to intercede to make sure that she didn't, uh, use up her entire estate as large as it was. Huh. And do you, in looking back at this, at that time, do you feel like this was something that was the best of intentions and why has it held up for so long? It's impossible to tell, right? Because mm-hmm. we, the public, have a certain number of facts. So again, let's look at it from the best possible light was her family showing deep concern for her trying to make sure that she made right decisions and didn't spend all of her money. Now, the story that she tells, her own narrative, as we heard in court a couple of weeks ago, is very, very different. It was essentially the narrative of, at that point, a still very young woman 
having all of the control taken out of her life, not just the control over her finances, but as she says, control to make, you know, baseline life decisions, such as the kinds of things that she mentioned uh, during the, the, her most recent time in court was she was told by the conservator, at that point, that was her father, um, she wasn't able to get married, she wasn't able to have a baby, she basically had to perform a certain amount of shows, and she had no real control over her life. And so having all of that agency removed from their life, all these large and small decisions, really, and something, getting married, you know, dating, things like that, that's, it just seems so obscene to have that covered. How, what kind of rights does she have during this process? Is there, um, she's, appealing this now, but I mean, if she wanted to get married, it seems like that, is she gonna have to go before a judge to get the right to have that done or how does that work? So, you know, at this point, as far as we know, she's not appealing it yet. So what she did about a week ago was the judge denied the motion to have her father temporarily removed as the conservator. Also at that point, there was a large trust company called Bessemer Trust that was going to come in and join Jamie Spears as the conservative of her estate. There's also right now a conservator of the person. And that's somebody who's responsible for telling Brittany that she needs to take her medication, et cetera. So that's kind of the way it is at this point. What she needs to do, what her lawyers need to do, if she's serious about this, is file to have the conservatorship end. The process then becomes a bit of an investigative process where people are gonna basically look at her life and then she'll have another moment in court as she did a couple of weeks ago to argue why she shouldn't be under conservatorship. And then it's gonna totally be up to the judge. And if the judge grants her motion and says, you don't need a conservator anymore, then she's fully in charge of her own life. She can spend her money the way she wants. She can do shows or not do shows and she can get married or have kids. Now, what would that, What information would the judge be looking for in an evaluation like that? Information that speaks to her mental well-being and her ability to make decisions for herself. It's going to be difficult when you're not being allowed that leeway to make decisions for yourself to show that you can. In our normal everyday lives, we show that we can make decisions by our track record. If you're under that kind of scrutiny and you're not being given that freedom to make decisions, is it just a psychiatric evaluation or... Well, that's part of it. But again, I would argue if I were Brittany's team, that if she's really not capable of leading her own life and making decisions for herself, she does a pretty good job generating tens of millions of dollars from doing concerts all over the world. This seems to me like someone who may have a series, a range of problems, but is pretty okay at getting up in the morning, performing in front of, you know, 50 or 20 or 100,000 people and going to bed at night. So these kinds of things are what she will bring into court uh, as evidence. And that's what it's all about. It's all about evidentiary support for her claim that she should be able to control her own life. And do you think this is something where this recent testimony that she had, that that will carry weight further down the line then? Or is this something that um, will be separate from that? Will they look at this recent motion that she made that was denied as a part of that moving forward? No, legally it carries zero weight. What this most recent time in court did is obviously get a lot of her fans all over the world 
including those who are behind the Free Britney movement, which her father has described on multiple occasions as a joke, uh, the conservator of her estate. Uh, so it's really got a lot of attention. And that's why you and I are sitting here today talking about this, but it has absolutely no legal bearing on emotions and the conservatorship. Wow. Um, so then do you, do you think that this is something that they will, that we'll see in, because I can think of, I think we both can think of about a dozen, if not two dozen other people that are in that stratosphere that are probably in the same position where it's like, yeah, they, they might not make the typical decision, but sometimes people that make atypical decisions, that's what makes them unique and special. And that's why they're, we have tens of millions of people that are interested in what they're doing. Do you think this is something that will roll out to other people? Is this making this conservatorship easier or is it something that's just drawing a light on something that is pretty uncommon? Conservatorship's not easy. So okay. I'm not really worried that, you know, because again, it's 13 years old, there hasn't been a spate of people trying to do celebrity conservatorship since this came down. I think that, as you said in the beginning of the conversation, the fact that this is drawing international attention to what's happened to her and to the fact that a lot of people are having ongoing struggles with mental health is very, very much a good thing. You know, and then we have to also look at, you know, for example, Britney's testimony a week and a half ago. There were people, again, her fans, who thought it was the greatest thing in the world that she did a wonderful job advocating for herself. And there's probably an equal number of people or at least an equal voice who said, you know, this is really indicative of someone who shouldn't be under conservatorship, what her views are. It's not up to us, it's not up to the public. It's gonna be up to a judge to apply legal principles to either end or continue the conservatorship. That's what it's gonna come down to over the next months if her team decides to file. Do you think that, um, I guess it's probably impossible to tell, but public pressure can help sway a judge's decision in things like this? that do you think that drawing this kind of attention that people talking about this is something that can actually help her or is it something that could be possibly negative? Uh, That's, it's a great question. I don't think it's going to be either positive or negative. I really don't think a judge in a conservatorship case is going to say, well, I think I'm going to be inclined to decide in this way because she's got a lot of fans. I mean, it really is just the application of legal principles and evidence. Now, if the question is, would a judge in a conservatorship case prefer that no one hears about the case and they can just go about their business? The answer to that would absolutely be yes. So I don't think that anybody in the judicial system with the possible exception of her own legal team is super excited that this has the kind of international attention that it does. And again, it is international attention. She has fans all over the world as the top celebrities do. So it's not just we're talking about this in the United States, they're talking about it in China and Korea and everywhere. And is it something where that international attention is this and yet another example of head scratching moments for the uh, international community? How is this a thing there? Okay, well, you know, I've lived all over the world and I can assure you that the notion of a conservatorship is not just an American thing. Hmm. Certainly in kind of, you know, any country with an evolved strong legal system, there's going to be some kind of similar notion. And I don't know, I haven't done the research. Maybe there are top level celebrities in other countries who fought conservatorships. We need to remember though, that there are conservatorships of people, many, many people every single day. There's lots of people who've been living under conservatorships for years. They're neither celebrities nor rich. 
So they might be under conservatorships so that they don't lose the very, very small nest egg that they've had because they're no longer able to take care of themselves. We don't know. And again, the parallel there is we don't know the facts to the case of some regular quote unquote person under a conservatorship, just like we don't have access to the facts for this one. Well, and it's, I mean, any of these situations is sad for, for any parties involved. But if you think about a conservatorship where the argument is over a Medicare check or something like that at the end of the month, social security, disability payment, that that's what somebody's trying to fight over to control that money. That's, that, it's as upsetting. And I'm glad that there will be hopefully a light shed on to something that can go a little bit further. And there may be just something that we're aware of. That's very well said. I really think that there are teachable moments that come out of situations like this. So hopefully it becomes more of that rather than no matter the decision, especially honestly, if it goes against Britney Spears, rather than this, something that her base of fans, you know, doesn't see that there's a deeper level to it. But this remains to be seen, honestly. When can we expect to have the next steps in this trial? Uh, when, when do you think we'll have an update on this? So we don't know until we find out when her legal team files. Now, you know, there's a backlog in all courts across the United States because of COVID-19. Yep. That said, I don't think that this is something that's going to be languishing on some legal docket for years. <laughs> I think that there are certain things that get to cut the line in some ways. So let's just say she files next week. I think it's going to be weeks or a couple of months until we first see some movement in the case. Not like some people have said that theoretically it could be years. I'd be very surprised if that was the case. Yeah, it's, it seems like there's uh, the one thing that media can definitely do is move things along a little bit faster because nobody wants that kind of attention. I know maybe with the exception of people that are working in areas like we work where we want attention on everything we do, most people don't want attention on their jobs. They don't want the uh, things that they're doing to be scrutinized. I mean, I asked for it. So there's something that's wrong. I'm a sadist in that way. If there's not <laughs> enough people judging my work, I get concerned. So, <laughs> yeah. Understood. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, where is the, I'll obviously put a link in the show notes to the article. Is there somewhere else that I can send people online um, to check out your stuff? Because it is a great piece and I think people should definitely check it out. Thank you kindly. Yeah, they can look at all my writing at Today's Esquire, one word, todaysesquire.com. And that's part of what we do at Esquire Digital. It's our own publication. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Aaron, so much for taking the time today to do this, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Christopher. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks very much. You as well. Thanks. Bye. Right. Take care. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.